Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group, with your hosts, Tim Grady and the wife. Hey, guys. Hello, everyone. Hello to our listeners. Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Great sunny weather today. Nice afternoon. And uh, looking forward to having an interesting conversation today. I'm looking forward to this uh, to this July manufacturing report. It looks pretty rosy. Before we get into that, Lou, what have you got from last week's show? We had a pretty good show last week. Exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, we did. We did. We had a lot of people there. A lot of emails afterwards telling us what a good show it was. Great. Uh, last week we had the uh, presidential nominee appointing for the Small Business Administration. Uh, she's the uh, um, in Newark, New Jersey, and uh, from the Department of Commerce, the uh, uh, Export Assistance Center. And uh, we we talked. No, sorry, that's today's show. Uh, last week was uh, about uh, the Small Business Administration, and uh, it was a very spirited uh, conversation. A lot of information that, uh, and, I, and I'm in. The industrial world over 50 years, and uh, there are things about the SBI, SBA that I learned about last week, and I think that uh, all those who have uh, issues that they would like to be able to deal with, uh, uh, everything from financial, uh, export, uh, HR, and so on, uh, even consulting, uh, you should listen to last week's show, the July 29th show. It's up on our website at mfgtalkradio.com. We have a couple of news uh, bits that I'd like to bring to your attention. Uh, The auto industry, really, really pumping. Uh, Normally in the summertime, they shut down for a month and they retool for the new models. Well, this this year, it looks like they're uh, still cranking out cars. They hired... uh, Last month, 23,000 new employees for uh, the auto industry. And uh, normally they're not doing a lot of hiring until the fall. So they're, they're way ahead of, uh, ahead of the game. Uh, also, construction has picked up, even though house sales haven't uh, picked up uh, to any great degree. Apparently, people are specking out and beginning to borrow money from banks and uh, invest in uh, real estate again. And because uh, the construction industry, I think, is uh, number two or three on the list of uh, hot industries this year, but uh, this month. But we'll find out from Brad Holcomb because he's going to talk to us about all of that. So, uh, actually, uh, Brad really doesn't need any intro. He's been on our show as a regular. Um, and uh, Brad uh, from ISM, committee chair, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, everyone. Good, uh, good, good, with good, you all again. Good morning. So what's happening, uh, Brad? Uh, this month's report looks so rosy, I'm actually happy. Well, it is, it is a great report. It's just... It's just solid uh, in uh, in every dimension, uh, starting with the PMI itself up 1.8 percentage points from last month to reach 57.1 percent, and it's the highest reading since April of 2011. So, uh, not only is uh, a high point for the year, it's a high point for the past several years and a continuation of the strong trend that we've set up uh, throughout the, the uh, course of this year. And this is the summer. That's, yes, exactly. Um, and 17 of our 18 industries reported growth uh, to support that, that strong 57.1. And it's, it's led by new orders rising 4.5 percentage points to 63.4. Employment was up uh, 5.4 percentage points, quite a nice uh, jump up. 
to 58.2, and that's uh, the highest reading in employment since June of 2011. So there's some uh, highlights right off the bat to kind of set the tone for today's discussion. Now, Brad, do you think that manufacturing, which I know took about a 20% hit when we had the Great Recession, has come back from that hit? Uh, or is it at least nearing? It sounds like it's coming back. What, what do you feel on that? Well, I, I feel like it's, it's possibly all the way back and, uh, you know, in position for growth. Uh, I don't have those ex- exact statistics, uh, but certainly if we look at the trend uh, in terms of, you know, the overall economy growing for the last, uh, 62 months, according to to our data and correlations, manufacturing has been uh, uh, growing for for 14 consecutive months, and there was just one month in the, in a longer run where it's just below 50 uh, just momentarily. So, I, I think manufacturing is is possibly all the way back, uh, and then some. Oh, that's terrific. I think it's important uh, that we dive into the report because uh, there are some really key points here uh, that I would like you to go over. So if you wouldn't mind kind of walking us through the report from top to bottom, Brad, I think it's going to be very helpful, this being a very strong report. Right. And I will do that, but I want to take a little bit of a side trip. Uh, This morning, the non-manufacturing business survey was uh, issued by ISM, and uh, some very, very good news there as well. Their business activity index, uh, first of all, the NMI, the the non-manufacturing index, was at 58.7, up 2.7 percentage points, and uh, it represents, let's see, I'm just reading myself because it's fresh off the press, it's the highest reading in the NMI since its inception in January 2008. And if you dig further into the non-manufacturing report, you see new orders are up, employment is up, uh, and uh, uh, there as well, a very solid, uh, uplifting uh, report from that very, very large sector of our economy. Yes, I think that uh, comprises something like 88% of the economy. Is that about right, Brett? That's about right, with uh, with manufacturing being at uh, roughly uh, 12% uh, the balance. So between the two of us, we we really represent uh, the, the entire economy, and uh, it, uh, it seems to be operating on all cylinders uh, at the present time. Uh, and as a continuation of a nice uh, trend with uh, momentum, as I've mentioned from the beginning of this year. Yeah, I wish we were all had a crystal ball and we could project how long that's going to keep going, because we all hope it goes for several years, Lou. Would you right. agree? Well, I'd like, I'd like to do a follow-up, and I know that uh, uh, Brad is not real big on being a forecaster. So uh, my question is going to be, how would you speculate the, this run that we're on in terms of uh, longevity? Uh, I, I know our economy moves in five and eight and ten year spurts. Well, we're, we're here at the beginning of a uh, maybe a, a, a big move forward. Uh, what's your thought on that? Well, you know, again, I'm not an economist, as, as you alluded to, uh, nor nor a forecaster by choice, because my job is to really, you know, read the data, uh, talk about what's actually happening in, in the uh, manufacturing sector. Uh, but as you know, we also publish uh, forecasts twice a year, and, and our latest update was in, uh, in, in early May when we all met in, in Vegas. So... I'll, I'll stand by that uh, forecast, which was uh, very, very positive. Uh, this trend that we're on is very consistent with that. In fact, uh, you know, our forecast could potentially be understated. Um, 
there is nothing here in in the data that we've seen uh, this month or in recent months that would suggest that uh, anything other than a continuation uh, of this growth. Uh, you can get uh, really some some good insights when you look at new orders up four and a half percentage points. Uh, when you look at uh, employment up 5.4 percentage points, our manufacturers will only hire to that extent if they see a continuation of new orders in their order books uh, across their, their scheduling horizon. So I think things are set up well, uh, and we just, uh, I think, all hope and, and wish that um, – you know, the world settles down and uh, the hot spots cool off and um, and don't disrupt the global economy. Well, being that you brought that up about what's going on in the world, uh, it hasn't really seemingly uh, had any kind of uh, negative impact yet. Um, do, you, do you personally envision anything that could disrupt the course of uh, this economy right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, if we look at the, the quotes that I selected for this month's report, there are a couple of comments from our panel uh, that, that talk about that. Uh, one is from the chemical products industry, uh, and the quote there is, geopolitics still present a considerable risk as well as the European market. So, so two risks on the mind of this person from chemical products. So, so that just represents a possibility. But the other comment is from the miscellaneous manufacturing and medical devices in particular, that Russia's demand for medical devices from the U.S. has dropped by 40%. Now, that's a very specific uh, focused uh, comment and on the whole, we do not see um, a particular impact uh, regarding the, the, the several uh, concerning uh, hotspots in the world. Um, and again, I, I know we all just hope that, uh, that those things cool off and uh, we just continue with the momentum that we have both in this sector and the non-manufacturing sector. On a slightly different note, uh, our primary business, the All Metals and Forge Group, uh, has also seen the last five months um, 15 to 20 percent increase month over month over the last five months, not only in activity but in, uh, in new orders, uh, which is what I go by. My CFO, of course, goes by uh, the bottom line dollars. I like looking at the uh, top line number. makes me feel better. Uh, but we have been seeing a nice run for these last five months and anticipate uh, coming off the summer and going into the fall that it's going to continue as it normally does during the fall months. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but you commented, uh, was commented earlier on today's show about the auto industry, you know, continuing to, to be hot. And, and we certainly see that in, in our data as well. Um, let, let me continue on uh, through the through the report and, and dig out some some nuggets, if, if you will. Uh, in terms of, of the PMI, uh, we correlate uh, each year with uh, GDP over the course of time to uh, develop the statistical correlations and. Uh, an interesting uh, nugget that uh, I dug out was our second quarter average PMI was 55.2. And we've all heard uh, through the news that the government uh, estimate of second quarter GDP was 4, 4% uh, even. Well, our 55.2 correlates to exactly 4.0% GDP. So I thought that was interesting, and we, we generally are a predictor of these kinds of things, uh, providing our data, uh, generally speaking, a few days to a, a few weeks earlier 
than some of the government indexes. Certainly a 4% GDP would be remarkable for the United States over the last 10 or even 20 years. Would you agree, Brad? Oh, ab absolutely. And, you know, the beginning of this year was very rocky. I think the government has, uh, has calculated that it was, uh, you know, 2% underwater, if you will, and the second quarter is 4% positive. Um, if, if the entire economy followed suit with what manufacturing is doing, you know, we'd be at a 4% clip uh, for the year. And new orders seem particularly strong this month. Yes. Um, and we always love to see that but because, you know, it, it should be clear that new orders really drives this up. And uh, it was up 4.5 percentage points, uh, 14 consecutive months of growth. And we've got 13 key industries reporting growth. Uh, in July, and I'll, I'll list those in a moment, and only two reporting uh, a decrease uh, uh, during the month of July. One was wood products and the other non-metallic mineral products. So back to the top of the list, those that are growing, uh, apparel, leather, and allied products, uh, paper products, plastic, plastic and rubber products, furniture and related products, uh, fabricated metal products, that's right on with the auto industry. Uh, next is food, beverage, and tobacco products, chemical products, miscellaneous manufacturing, primary metals, uh, right up your alley. Machinery, like to see that one because that's uh, an indication of capital investment uh, for new capacity. Transportation equipment, the auto industry falls right in there as well as the aerospace industry computer and electronic products, and electrical equipment and appliances and components. So there's 13 industries that cover a, a great span of the manufacturing economy uh, up in orders for the month of July. And I see, Brad, that the production index is uh, 61.2. Now, you've mentioned in the past, and this is the overall index, when it starts to bump into the 60s, we all get a little nervous because it could be overheated. Is that also true uh, in production? Uh, no, production is, is much more of a, um, a controllable element within manufacturing uh, in that uh, you know, production drives from the resources and assets that are put in place and, and made available you know, on a, on a planning uh, horizon, a planning process, a planning schedule. So, you know, to be a 61.2, that's simply a reflection of very strong new orders, once again, um, working off uh, some of the backlog uh, as well to keep uh, production balanced according to the resources made available. So it's very much controllable, and the fact that it is at a high point, 61.2, uh, is just very good news and not not a concern at all. Uh, you're right. If the if the entire PMI sort of jumped up to you know above 60 um, and and tried to sustain itself there, then I would be sort of questioning sort of what's going on. Um, I rather like a gentle increase such as we actually have seen throughout the uh, course of this year. And the industry is reporting uh, growth in production, uh, Brad. If you'd go over those, and I appreciate your insight uh, on occasion on, on what comprises that industry. I think that's helpful to our listeners. Right. Um, the top of the list, uh, as it was in new orders, was uh, apparel, leather, and allied products. Um, a lot of that uh, goes into the uh, auto industry, you know, particularly when you talk about leather, uh, apparel, allied products uh, would, would relate to the, you know, the seating, the trim factors uh, within, uh, within the auto uh, field. Uh, textile mills uh, is, is next. Uh, 
printing and, and related support activities, uh, pretty broad-based industry. Next is furniture and related products. That relates clearly to the housing industry, um, which, uh, you know, d despite, uh, you know, certain elements of the uh, housing industry, uh, like new housing or new starts or things like that, which seem to lately, uh, on the whole, uh, it appears to be you know, quite strong and, and consistently so. Uh, primary metals, uh, as we've talked, uh, relating to auto and transportation overall. Machinery is next on the list. Uh, Non-metallic mineral products, uh, food, beverage, and tobacco products, one of our you know, giant industries. Chemical products, uh, uh, paper products, uh, plastic and rubber products, miscellaneous, petroleum and coal products and fabricated metal products. Uh, next, by transportation equipment, electrical equipment and appliance. Also, that one, electrical equipment, appliances and components, relates strongly to both the auto industry and the housing industry. And so I've just listed 16 different uh, industries of our 18 in total that are showing growth in production for the month of July. The only industry reporting a decrease during July is computer and electronic products. So there's one that's uh, holding uh, pat with last month. And before we get into an appointment, we are going to take a quick commercial break here. We'll be back in about 90 seconds with Brad Holcomb, who's the committee chair out of ISM on the report on business, the manufacturing report. So to a commercial break. The Institute for Supply Management is a not-for-profit educational association that serves more than 40,000 supply management professionals with over 150 affiliates in more than 90 countries. ISM's mission is to enhance the value and performance of procurement and supply chain management practitioners and their organizations worldwide. They do this through education, research, standards of excellence, and information dissemination, including the renowned ISM report on business. For more information on any or all of these things, simply check out their website, which is ism.ws. That's ism. .ws. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit axpgold.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at axpgold.com. And we'd be remiss if we didn't give a quick shout-out to our sponsor for this show, All Metals and Forge Group, your best source for open-die forgings and seamless rolled rings in alloy, carbon, stainless, and tool steels. Nickel, aluminum, titanium, copper, you name it, they can do it. Steelforge.com. That's Steelforge.com. And now back to our show. And we're back with uh, Tim Grady and Lou Weiss, and we're speaking with Brad Holcomb, the chair of the Institute of Supply Management Manufacturing Business Survey Committee. And, Brad, employment looks to be terrific. Can you bring us up to speed on that? Yes, and I know that everyone really focuses on, on employment, uh, perhaps even more so than, than any other element. Uh, and that tends to, you know, reflect the, the health of, uh, the industry and, and the sector. Uh, it's up, uh, I would say, almost dramatically, 5.4 percentage points to 58.2, 13 consecutive months of growth. It's the highest reading, I think I mentioned earlier, it's June of 2011. Uh, and it's uh, it has 13 different uh, industries reporting uh, growth in, in, in uh, employment and manufacturing. Uh, and I'm just, again, looking at uh, Tony Nieves' non-manufacturing report 
uh, just to segue there, he's up 1.6 percentage points to 56, and employment growing at a faster clip than last month in non-manufacturing, and and growing for five consecutive months, whereas we're growing for um, what did I say? 13 consecutive months. So on on the whole, you know, employment uh, increases. Uh, are what we're looking at for the month, and uh, again, a continuation and, uh, of, of a nice trend and a particularly nice bump uh, in the month of July. And you would think perhaps, uh, you know, the summer months would be, you know, would be off a bit, but we do take seasonals out. So it does represent uh, a very good real uh, increase uh, in employment and manufacturing across 13 different uh, industries. And I, I, I also noticed, Brad, that, uh, and, and I still have to get my head around this, supplier deliveries are slowing in this report. And is that that's supplier deliveries to manufacturers. Is that right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that one is, is a little bit tricky. Let me try to, to really uh, explain once again. The suppliers uh, deliver, of course, raw materials and, and inputs to our manufacturing companies. And we like numbers above 50 because it represents uh, deliveries slowing. Uh, and, and that's, generally speaking, in this context, good news because it means suppliers are having a hard time keeping up. Uh, with the orders that manufacturing is sending back to them, obviously a reflection of orders that uh, our manufacturing is is getting in from their customers. So mm -hmm. it expresses and represents tightness in the supply chain up and down. That's good news. It means everybody's very busy and uh, making, making it uh, somewhat difficult to, to sort of keep up. You have direct experience with that in your past. Uh, uh, you were in a position of uh, handling uh, supply chain. So we appreciate your insight on that. Uh, let me bring... Go ahead. Let me bring a point up on that as well. Uh, when we had the winter months, uh, storms and so on, uh, they did take a lot of tractor... Uh, vehicles off the road, uh, which of course caused delays in, in shipping. And then later on in the spring, uh, and later spring, the as, as absurd as it sounds, uh, California had a bumper crop this year with lots of fruits and vegetables and so on, and mo a lot of the trucks have been grabbed up by the agricultural uh, sector. Uh, leaving a gap from the far west to mid-far west uh, to not have enough trucks on the road to be able to uh, transport goods and keep manufacturing up to speed. So I, I thought I'd just point that uh, anomaly out, but it had a huge effect, and uh, I know it affected us uh, and, and our business as well. Uh, when our uh, logistics company was saying, well, I can't get trucks because... Uh, uh, the Bing cherries are in, and uh, of course we didn't know what they were talking about, and they went into great detail about that. So I thought I'd share that with you, uh, Tim. Uh, uh, Brad, uh, inventories I'd like you to go into uh, with some detail for our listeners because we're now seeing the first, uh, to, to my eyes, directional change in it, and I'd like to kind of have you explain that to our listeners on inventory. The inventories is at uh, 48 and a half this month, down from 53, so that's down four and a half percentage points, and contracting uh, from from a growing uh, position. So it's uh, it's dropped, uh, you know, point and a half below the 50 mark, and it's uh, is a is a reflection of of two things that we've already talked about. One is the production of 61.2, very high level of production, drawing on inventories, of course, 
And then the second thing, which we just talked about, is the slower supplier deliveries and its deliveries of raw materials inventory. So uh, with, with those two things in mind, it's no surprise that inventories have dropped below 50. Uh, but still, at 48 and a half, it's well within control, and it's something that, you know, is very much focused on, as I think, you know, we all, all of your listeners know, it's something that um, we put a lot of time and effort in, in in manufacturing to make sure that we have not just the right amount of inventories, but the right specific inventories on hand uh, to meet production and to not have too much inventory on hand uh, as, to, as to suffer the potential consequences of obsolete inventories or just uh, building inventories and sustaining uh, unwanted uh, costs of carrying that inventories. So we will see our inventory planners managing raw materials inventories fairly closely to the 50 mark, uh, and 48 and a half uh, falls right in line with that. And those are the five components that are equally weighted in your PMI number. Is that correct, Brett? Yes, that's that's correct. New orders, production, employment, supplier deliveries, and inventories, again, meaning raw materials inventories, are equally weighted. Those five, uh, add them up, divide by five, represents uh, the PMI 57.1. Okay, and how about customers' inventory? At 43.5, that's down three percentage points. It's... uh, it's too low and moving sort of faster in that direction of being too low. That's another, you know, really positive thing because it, uh, it, it certainly suggests that customers uh, will have a, a propensity to, to put in new orders, to build, rebuild, replenish uh, their stocks, their shelves of finished goods uh, for their customers whether it's business customers or retail. Uh, so in, in terms of this entire report and the direction that it's going, uh, that's another positive. Uh, even though you look at it and say it's down three percentage points, you have to really understand what that means, and, and hopefully that's clear. Yes, and, and what industries are up and what are down in that segment, uh, Brad? Customer inventories. We have just uh, three industries reporting inventories being too high. Uh, non-metallic mineral products, uh, one of our smaller industries, but also, interestingly, furniture and related uh, products. So that's definitely something to watch um, uh, as, as being too high. Uh, and then paper products, uh, one of our smaller industries as well. So those are too high and uh, will be worked up. So you could potentially see slower orders coming in 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 those categories. Okay. The 13 13 industries reporting uh, customer inventories too low uh, are now at the top of the list. This would be uh, the lowest of the low, if you will. Apparel, leather, and allied products. We talked about that relating to the auto industry as, as well as other industries. Okay. Um, plastic and paper, uh, plastic and rubber products, excuse me. Printing and related support activities. Textile mills. Fabricated metal products. Electrical equipment. Appliances uh, and components. That's all together electrical equipment, appliances, and components. Machinery, primary metals, chemical products, miscellaneous manufacturing, transportation equipment, computer and electronic products, and then food, beverage, and tobacco products. And, and as you go through these various lists, you can you can see and feel the connectivity and the interrelationships between uh, new orders, production, inventories, customer inventories. And generally speaking, it all lines up, and occasionally you'll see anomalies uh, such as 
you know, furniture and related products having too high a customer inventory, that, that's an interesting one uh, to, to keep a uh, watch on. Anything in particular in that category, Brad, that you pick up for this report that uh, you can share with our audience? Um, you know, actually, the, as, as I mentioned, the furniture and related products, you, you can look at these lists, and I think if you're what, – what's really – has great potential for our audience. If if you're working in a particular industry, which you know most people are, unless you're in consulting, furniture and related products, for example, uh, then you would look at this report with that kind of a focus, right? Which I invite everyone to, to do. look at your industry and uh, look for the ups and downs, the trends. The anomaly, such as the one we just discussed, and relate that to, to what's happening in your company and what, what you're seeing. And there are some trends that one can pick up that allow you, let's say you're a buyer um, or a sourcing manager, to sort of get ahead of the, the game by picking up these trends and making your uh, action decisions uh, based on that accordingly. Okay. Now, I noticed that prices, you know, everybody wants to talk about the price of bacon, which has you know, doubled in the last three, four years, whatever it's been. How are prices doing? Well, that's because everyone likes bacon. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, you know, prices, uh, you know, very interesting. It uh, was an increase. Yeah, let me back up to You know, prices uh, went up uh, one and a half percentage points to 59.5, but that's not the highest point uh, I don't believe that we've had this this year. And in any case, it's it's still very much uh, in check. And if you look at, um, yeah, we had a 60.0 even in May of 2014. So again, it's not quite at the high point for the year. Um, and I say things are, are very much in check, and you can get more insights into that by looking at our list of commodities uh, up in price and down in price and get a feel for you know, exactly where our prices are uh, increasing. And that's pretty specific. Um, it's, it's a lot about uh, the pure metal uh, and up uh, for a number of consecutive months. Aluminum up in price for six consecutive months. Uh, nickel up for five consecutive months. Same with steel up five consecutive months. And steel, pure steel up eight consecutive months. So a lot of the metals. Um, are, are up in price, and I think that that's uh, a matter of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. The auto industry, the airline industry, transportation equipment in general is using a lot of these uh, materials. Well, that's certainly good Copper. news for Lou's shop. Yes. Copper is also on the list, and molybdenum. Uh, the, the other one that stands out, uh, and we hear a lot about it, is lumber. Lumber's up uh, for the fifth consecutive month, representing, you know, the supply and demand uh, equation that, that's happening because of the the housing industry, right, uh, to a large degree. But having, having listed all of those, it's a relatively short and specific list. And uh, so there's a lot, of, a lot of things which aren't going up in price. Uh, we've got a couple of two, three commodities down in price, corn, methanol, soybean oil, uh, and one in, in short supply, wood pallets, which is a consequence of lumber being uh, up uh, in price for five consecutive months. So, again, prices, I think, are very much uh, in control, consistent with our 
And before we get into uh, backlog of orders and uh, new export orders and a little bit more on this report, we're going to slip out for a commercial break for about 60 seconds, and we'll be right back with Manufacturing Talk Radio. All Metals and Forge Group, the sponsor for this show, is an ISO 9001 and AS9100 registered company. They provide manufacturing and industrial companies with quick price and delivery quotes and clean quality forging for all sorts of parts, aircraft engines, gear blanks, downhole shafts, hubs or stubs, you name it, they can probably do it. To learn more, simply visit their website at steelforge.com or send them an RFQ request for quote for any open die forgings or seamless rolled rings anywhere from 20 pounds to over 80,000 pounds. That's steelforge.com. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. And once again, we're talking with Brad Holcomb from the Institute for Supply Management. That's an ISM is a not-for-profit educational association that serves more than 40,000 supply management professionals with over 150 affiliates in more than 90 countries. Their mission is to enhance the value and performance of procurement and supply chain management practitioners worldwide. They do this through education, research, standards of excellence, and information dissemination including the renowned ISM report on business. ISM, in conjunction with the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State, established TAPS Research to provide industry-oriented research. ISM Service also offers global procurement consulting through ADR North America and ADR China. To learn more about any of these services and the many things that ISM does, simply visit their website, ism.wf. That's ism.wf. WS. And now back to the final moments of our show here. Uh, I'd like to point out uh, one very important number, and I know it's a little off track and we're going backwards for a moment, but I do want to point out to our listeners that under new orders, there uh, the number breakout is 57% of the responders feel as though that the business is remaining the same or improving. Uh, 29% believe that it will continue to grow and continue in the, in the route that it is, which brings it almost to uh, 90% of the responders are optimistic and uh, looking forward to a, a good year, uh, with 14% uh, not feeling so uppity about it. But I did want to point out uh, that what you're feeling in your machine shops or your Fortune 500 company, what you're feeling about uh, things that are going well, uh, they really are. And uh, I just wanted to highlight that point. Uh, Brad? No, I agree. I think there's every reason uh, in the data and and otherwise to feel optimistic uh, about where we are and about the opportunity to continue in this thing. Um, let's talk uh, about backlog of orders uh, and then exports and imports uh, to close out here. Backlog of orders is, is really interesting. It's a great tool for, for manufacturing. A backlog is something that's planned, first of all. It may be uh, planned at you know, two weeks, uh, three, four, or whatever uh, amount or, or time period of, of orders that are kind of held for production uh, according to a schedule and simply represents, again, those sort of old orders which haven't come up in the queue for production yet. So it's a way for production to, to balance its production according to assets and labor available and that's why it fluctuates. The goal is to keep it 
at around 50, um, which is nominal. And in fact, this month it's at 49.5. So very, very close to 50. Um, it's coming up from 48 last month. And that uh, represents two months of contraction, but mild contraction uh, against at least the last couple of months of, uh, of increase. So very much in control and allows manufacturing to balance production uh, as they go forward. It's, it's a very good thing. There are six industries reporting an increase in backlog, plastic uh, and rubber products, chemical products, paper products, fabricated metal products, computer and electronic products, and furniture and related products. And there are nine industries reporting a decrease, and I won't read them all, but it does include uh, primary metals, transportation equipment, um, and uh, apparel, leather, and allied products. You know, some of the things that we would expect uh, given the other metrics that we, we've talked about. And so again, very much uh, in control and balance and, and a good thing to be at 49.5. Now, exports and imports, um, that represents the, the flow of, uh, of finished goods and raw materials across the oceans, uh, connects us with the, the global economy. In terms of exports, it's down one and a half percentage points uh, from last month to to hit 53.0. So our exports of finished goods are still growing, but growing a little bit slower than last month. Uh, imports is the one that's perhaps more interesting to watch. It's down five percentage points from 57 to 52 percent this month. And that's a, that's a fairly significant drop, something to watch. But again, it's still growing. It's at 52. Exports are at 53, indicating a healthy flow of products and raw materials coming and going across the, the oceans. And I think, and I appreciate you pointing it out, Brad, that uh, any time your report is above 50 in a category, it means it's growing. And even though it may come from 54.5 to 53 in exports, it just means it's growing at a slower pace because you build these reports up every month. It doesn't mean it's now taking a downturn. Correct, correct. And I, I thank you for emphasizing that. I know even, uh, you know, the, the other sort of mainline press, if you will, often looks at the percentage point change, whether it's up or down. And what I constantly try to educate them on is, Look at the index itself. Is it growing? Is it contracting? Start there um, and appreciate that, in this case, imports and exports are both growing, growing nicely uh, at healthy levels, despite the fact that they're down last month. And then kind of related to that concept is, you know, it's, it's very interesting, of course, to look at, you know, this month data relative to last month, that's really what these reports are all about, but also look at the trends because you can obviously always have sort of, you know, speed bumps or potholes in the road from time to time from, you know, various different uh, situations. Uh, so it's important to look both at the month and the overall trend. In this case, our monthly report is very, very favorable, and also our trend for the entire year is uh, broadly favorable in, uh, in all of its categories and subcategories. I won't ask the question, so Brad, I'll take you off the hook. I won't ask about 2015. So <laughs> that, that, that being said, um, I do want to uh, uh, point out uh, uh, our, our wrap-up that in about an hour from now, we will have the show on uh, uh, mfgtalkradio.com. 
the show will be there. Uh, you can listen to it if you didn't listen to the whole show. You can take the show. You can podcast it yourself. Uh, uh, Brad, you're welcome to use it in any kind of marketing that uh, you want to get your message out to uh, your folks, your 40,000. Uh, and uh, next week's show, we have uh, Susan Widmer, who's the director of Northern New Jersey Export Assistance Center. Uh, she'll be talking about how to open up additional markets um, if you have any production time left with all the business we're doing here in the U.S. But to open up new markets and to export. And uh, it is not as difficult as it was. And uh, she will tell us uh, the ins, the outs, the capability of the uh, agency to help you, including uh, consulting or free consulting. Uh, and uh, I think it's something that you should avail yourself of and tune in next week for that show. And if you have any comments or like to be a guest on the show, send us an email at info at mfgtalkradio.com. And uh, Tim? Uh, Lou, great. That, thank you so much uh, for sharing our website address and that upcoming show information. It should be a great show. Brad, I want to particularly thank you for being our guest again. I think it's important that we continue to provide the, the report to the manufacturing industry and the, some of the in-depth explanations and even some of the uh, repeat explanations so that people really get their head around this report. It's terrific data, and we appreciate you presenting it. Thank you, Brad. Always my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And that pretty much wraps us up for today in Manufacturing Talk Radio. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. Look forward to hearing from Susan Widmer. Thanks for all of you listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio. You've been listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture right here in America. With your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou White. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.